Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, Blog Talk. Thank you for joining me in Facebook Live on tonight, on this 22nd day of September. We are so excited to talk about what God is doing and how God is revealing and letting us know there's some things going on in the world. Some may know, some may not know. But I didn't know. I was not aware of it until today. I really have never thought about it or asked questions about it. But as of today, I am um, really in a place where I'm asking people if they can help, if they have the knowledge of um, in the past two weeks, we have lost, I'll put it like this, in the past two months, we have lost several family members. But in the um, past two weeks, as we were burying one family member, another family member has passed. And while we are preparing to have service for another family member tomorrow, we get the news yesterday that another family member has passed. So I am praying for my Smith family. I am praying for my niece, Shirley Bell, and uh, Jerry. They, she lost her only child, her only son. And I'm just so heartbroken because I cannot fathom the thought. I don't know what she feels. I don't know what she's she's going through. I don't know what his wife is going through. I don't know any of that because I've never experienced it. I know how it feels to lose a sibling. I know how it feels to lose parents. But I do not know what my niece I was asking God, what can I say? I thank God that I know that she believes in God. I thank God that I know that she knows God. I thank God for that. And I hope and pray she don't mind that I'm dedicating the night service to her and other family members. Well, the first scripture I want to start off with is Psalms 34, 17, and 18 verse. The righteous cry, and the Lord hear and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. I'm saying that because on today, I was wondering what happened. I'm just going to be honest. But I have enough common sense not to pick up the phone in the time of heartbreak to say what happened. Because when a person is mourning, 
they don't want to rehearse the pain because it becomes all new again. And I tell you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. I know that if a person wants you to know something, they tell you something. If they don't tell you right away, they'll tell you in their way, in their time. I, I do know that we pray for people. We say we pray. So I hope that we truly pray for people, that they hold on to their strength in the Lord that they faith fail them not, that they ask God for healing and they ask God for strength. They should ask God for understanding. I pray that if they have it, they will. They will continue to trust the Lord with all their heart. They will continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand. But I do know that some of us, have insurance. Some of us don't. Some of us can afford insurance. Some of us can't. Some of us say, I don't need that. Let my family worry about that and let them deal with it when time comes. I don't think that's fair, but that's what some of us do. So for those that can't afford it, please get it and or keep it going. For those of us that can't afford it, God, I'm asking you to send a way, make a way that we can't afford it. For those of us that says, I ain't worried about it, let somebody else sound it. God, I'm asking you to change our heart, our mindset, and our thinking, thinking, of not preparing or want to prepare not to make our family cry twice, once when we hear and then once when we find out we have to carry the whole load, not just uh, the stuff that has to go on afterwards, but before we even get to home plate, we have to make sure things are done decent in order. I'm saying that to say to these insurance companies, some of y'all are low down. Some of you all outright think. Some of you all are not really there for the family, for your customers. You say what you need to say and do what you need to do and show what you need to show to get the policy. But you don't show that little small print. You know, funeral homes as well as insurance companies, you it's like you prey on the sick. You prey on the ill. You prey on the broken home. You pray on the fact that the person needs you. Yeah, I'm pausing for that. You pray on that. But when they need you, you're not there. 
when they need you, you come up with all these clauses. Well, uh, what kind of illnesses they have? Let's see if it was covered on the policy. <clears throat> what, what, uh, what kind of lifestyle they live? Let's see if it's covered on the policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were they having? Uh, did they stop doing this? Did they stop doing that? Uh, uh, did they know this? Did they know that? Uh, how much they weigh? Mm. Yeah. You want to know, did the policy cover that? Even the world is saying, change your idea of what a person should look like. Everybody don't have perfect skin. Everybody don't have luxurious hair. Everybody don't have a perfect waistline or, as my cousin, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Thomas say, a six-pack. Mm. As my sister, Apostle Elect, say, uh, it's coming, or a, 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 how did the old folks used to call it, a rub board, you know, the scrub board where it had the lines in it for you to scrub your clothes, but it, it, it looks like ripples like the muscles in the stomach. Everybody don't have an hourglass figure. Everybody don't weigh under 150 pounds or 190 or 200. You have some people that they say obese is a disease, but you have some people that are naturally obese. I'm considered an obese person, as they say, big bone. I've been big boned all my life. I've I've been what they call uh, thick, stallion, whatever you want to say. But when you get older, things change. But see, insurance companies change also when you get older. Or when your size change, they change. They don't want to cover, but they want the premium. They don't want to cover, but they don't want you to stop paying. They don't want to cover, but they want to keep what they made, you know. They don't want to be there when you need them the most. So now you're going to cry three times. At the news of the loss of a loved one, at the news that the policy isn't on a cover, at the news of you knowing you have to reach out and ask for help. When you don't know if anybody else can help, will help, want to help, going to help, or they say and then they duck away when it's time. When they put a fundraiser out, everybody want to know what, when, where, why, how, and much. And if anything's left, what you want to do for with it. Everybody got questions, but where's the help? Where's the answer? And Psalm 73, the 26th verse say, my flesh and my heart 
fainteth. I'm sorry, feller. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I'm praying that God comes through. I'm praying that God touches everyone's heart and make things happen. The other day I put on Facebook my emergency. No, your emergency is not mine. No, it's not an emergency. It's a request. Because, see, when God before you, he's more than the world against you. When you trust and believe in God, God will bless you and give you the overflow. When you trust and believe in God, God will open that door and make them say, okay, yes. When people cancel your policy or cancel you because of a previous illness, uh-huh, I said an illness, because of a previous diagnosis, because of a previous um, problem, where insurance companies don't want to take you on because of a previous, you know, they, they figure it's a loss. But, you know, I, I listen to the commercials that says, like a rock, nationwide is on your side. Progressive, you know, I think about uh, what's the mother one, State Farm. Oklahoma and uh, Liberty and Mutual and uh, 999. Your policy of premium won't change if you keep paying it. You pay, what is it, 999 a month, and all they give you is $1,000. That's going to cover the flowers. Now, you're paying $9.99 a month. You say you're paying that for five years, $9.99 a month, 12 months in a year. Mm-hmm. Do the math. You're doing that for five years or more. And they give you $1,000 a month. But if you go over... You want this much more. You want to go over that policy amount and ask for something else. Or, um, if you had cancer, how did you get cancer? Uh, where's your medical record? They want your medical record back from the day you were born. Basically, when you got your name and your social security number, they want your medical record. And they want to dissect it and go through it with a fine-tooth comb and have this department look over it and that department look over it to make sure they don't have to pay, but yet it's still they've been getting that money, that premium payment every month with probably interest rates on it when they put it into their account savings or their account marketing or whatever they put it in to keep the money. I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings, but I'm just trying to say we need to have more knowledge as people 
minorities or don't don't have to be a certain race or we with the ones less than the one percenters that don't have the knowledge. We need to know what to do when we feel that our back is up against the wall. When it pushes us into a place of unbelief. When it pushes us into a place of I can't believe it. When it pushes us into a place where we're so busy trying to figure that the ones around us is trying to find out what's going on, what happened, what's, why this, why that, instead of us praying for overflow, praying for a miracle, praying that we could come together and make this happen. You know, stop looking at it, what, what do I get out of it? Remember, it may not be your turn, but you will get a turn one day. I just said in the last two months again, we've lost some family members. Hmm. When one passes, before we can even do that celebration, we find out another one. And that's not counting your friends, other people you know, family members. We have to get to a place that when you, you know how they say, if you see something, say something. If you find out some news or you get news about somebody, um, loved one, or somebody has a loved one that needs to be uh buried or have a service for, why don't we just give that information to them? We, we, we need to come together. We need to believe in our words. We need to step up and love one another for real. We need to step up and be there for one another instead of trying to, well, they didn't tell me what happened. Maybe you don't need to know what happened. You'll find out in due time. But in the season of heartbreak, in a season of unbelief, in a season of loss, you're not trying to answer a whole lot of questions when you got a whole lot of questions that need to be answered. As I talked to a couple of family members and I was talking to a couple of friends when I found out about one family member that died um, in Milwaukee, another family member here in Chicago passed away. As I found out about that family member passing away and I was talking to another family member, I was telling them and they began to tell me about a friend of theirs that both of us know had passed away. And as I was talking about that friend that we both know, that's when I find out my niece's son passed away. So when you sit back and you look at things and you 
listen to things and you look at people and you listen to people, you never know what somebody's going through. You never know how they feel that their back is up against the wall and they don't know what to do when you ask them, is there anything you can do? And they say, right now, all we need is financial help. Do you know how hard that is for a person to say, we need financial help? Especially when we know that everybody is going through. But, you know, I say every little bit counts. If you could spare a dinner, you know, if you don't have a whole lot to give, you give a little and I give a little and somebody else give a little and somebody else give a little, we can get it together. I'm telling y'all, ain't nothing wrong with a fundraiser. But even when you do a fundraiser, you do it on Facebook, they want a percentage. If somebody is doing something and they need the help, if you can't cash out it or sell it to them or give it to them in person, ask God to make a way. I don't know what really to say because I never heard of an insurance company canceling a policy because of a person's weight. I was saying a little while ago before I said went into something else that everybody doesn't weigh Hundred and fifty to the two hundred for a size five or ten. I, I remember growing up in when I was in the world, we had a friend, uh, females and males. We had a friend named we call a big sis. Right now they call a queen sis. And we had a male friend, big barbecue and big chili. These were what they call these people. But baby, could nobody out dancing. You talk about limber. You talk about moves. You talk about that getting dance contests and win them all the time. Oh, my, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, everybody's not a fast We had a friend named Ursula Wesley we played volleyball with in high school. Ursula was a big girl. But, baby, could you imagine her? We played volleyball. Could you imagine her running and jumping and spiking, jumping and blocking? But at the, looking at her with the natural eye, the average person would look at them and say, no, they can't do that. Could you imagine them doing flips and splits and playing basketball, running up and down the court? No, they can't do that. Could you imagine if only people saw people as people and not as what they want to label them as. Like I said, I'm a big girl. I've been a big girl all my life. One point I was skinny. That's just 
went through a growth spurt, but I came back to being what I was always. I was a chunky kid. I'm chunky now. But you mean to tell me everybody want to see everybody with perfect skin, perfect hair, perfect nails. Um, Everybody don't have a small foot. If they did, why when you go to the store, you see shoes in different sizes? When you go to buy clothes, you see extra small or uh, they put petite all the way up to five, six, seven, eight X, whatever. You see the X's. You look like, you know, they was Xing out out of synthesis so many X's behind the number. But yet it's still they make them. Big and tall. As they call it, big and bodacious, beautiful black woman or big girl. But if everybody was the same you wouldn't have options. Everybody's not the same. Everybody don't like the same colors. When I was growing up and I looked in a box of Crayola crayons, you can get different size boxes depending on the size of the color or how many colors you want. Look at all the colors of red, all the colors of blue, all the different colors of black. Look at all the different colors of yellow, different colors of green, Burgundy, purples, oranges, pink. You could just go through and through. Turquoises, lime greens, uh, just colors. All different colors. Not to say one color is better than the next. I remember growing up, uh, my sister Sheila, Minister Sheila Kaiser, who's gone on to be with the Lord, I couldn't understand it for the world. But her favorite color was black. My mom's favorite color was blue. My favorite color is yellow. The color of the yellow light. I love that goldish color of the gold and the yellow. I love that color. Ask my buddy Dexter Black how much I love yellow. He began to love yellow. We, I was, that's my brother-in-law. His Volvo, his Mustang, his vet, his, uh, what's that, Mercedes. But almost everything he had was yellow. Car shows. I'm just saying, everything is a different color. My sister possibly Lex has a favorite color. My my uh, brothers have a favorite color. My son, my 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 whole family, everybody. Dad, he has a favorite color. Just everybody has different colors. Doesn't mean that that's wrong because that's his favorite color. My son told me last night his favorite color is yellow. I said, "Wow, you like yellow too now?" When at one time his favorite color was green, but now he's like, "Mom, no, I like yellow." I'm just saying, everybody is the same. So the insurance shouldn't put everybody in the same category. You know, once Oprah had a show, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. So now the insurance company will say, you get coverage, you get coverage, you don't. People, I'm, I'm mentioning tonight that we have to see ourselves 
as one in a body of Christ. We have to see ourselves as one. If I hurt, you hurt. If I mourn, you mourn. Let me tell you what Matthew 5 and 4 says. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So to all of my family members and friends and people that's going through insurance problems and not having enough, the Word of God says, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to your own understanding. Stay before God, pray to God, hold on to God, talk to God, let let Him know your situation, let Him know what you are facing, let Him know where you're at. I didn't say play, I said pray. Talk to God and tell him exactly what you need. And he already knows, but he just wants you to talk to him. See, talking to God means that you're going to set up a relationship with him. Now, don't try to trick him. Oh, that's what I'm going to talk about. Don't try to trick him. Like, God, I need you now. Oh, Lord, could you do this for me? And uh, when we get back, if you do it, you know, uh-uh, I'm going to thank you and then, I'll get back with no. Set up a relationship with God now. That in your time of need. Yeah. In your time of want. When God show you who He is, you stay true to the vows you made to Him and become who you told Him you to be. So when you find yourself in a place of want. I know you heard me. In a place of want. In a place of need. In a place of God. Where do I go from here? What do I do from here? The words say you go to the rock. God is the rock. The rock of your salvation. The rock of your resource. The rock of who you need him to be. So when you sit back and you look at all the things and you go over everything, and when it's all said and done, you just say, Well, God touched their heart. God moved on our behalf. When your wife or your husband, or your sister, your spouse, your wife, or your husband, sit back and say, nobody but God. When your children and your siblings look back and say, nobody but God. When your parents, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, anybody and everybody that knows you will be like, nobody but God. See, God gets the increase. Some plants, some water, but God gets the increase. When God gets his glory, God gets the praise. When God gets the praise, there's nothing like it. You know, 
you give, the word says, give Caesar what Caesar, but give God what's his. When you give God what's his, and you be about God business, God gives you what you want because God get about your business. When you delight yourself in the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord. You know, delight, like if you like a piece of cake, you get another bite or you ask for another slice. If you like the way some food tastes, you either keep eating it or you go back and get another dinner. When you like what you see in God, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you see and know that God is able, more than able, that he'll open a door that no man can close, he'll close a door that no man can open. When God do for you, it's done. We say that all things are through God, with God, and from God, good or bad. The one thing you have to know is when they say no, you say, God, what do you say? When they say this can't happen, uh uh-uh, push them away from you. Make sure that the people around you, with you, are speaking life, are speaking truth, into, over, and about the situation. You don't need no Debbie or Donald Downers. You don't need them around you when you're seeking God. Seek God like a hidden treasure. Not just because you want something. But see, when you go to him with a broken heart and a broken spirit, do we need to go back there? Let's find that again. Let's find that again. We're going to go back there. And we can read it again. Psalms 34 and 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Let's, let's go back and ask God to forgive us of our sins. Let's go back on the altar and say, God, I seek you this day. God, I seek your faith. God, I seek your mercy, your grace. God, I seek your forgiveness. When you start talking to God, talk to him honestly. Talk to him truthfully and talk to him on purpose. See, a lot of us be like, well, how do I know that he hear me? I don't know who hear me right now. But you know what? I gave God my word. I made a vow unto the Lord, and I won't take it back. I said, yes, Lord. Mm. Yes, Lord. I'll do your will. I'll do your way. God, I minister your word. Whether they hear me now live or they hear me later on the replay, if they acknowledge it or not, God, I'm going to do what I told you I would do. Because, see, one thing I do know, God makes a change. And when God makes a change, ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Like I said, I don't know who's listening. It don't matter. I'm keeping my vow. You don't want to, you say you don't know if God hears you. 
You can vow. Make your vow unto the Lord. Change your ways. Repent. Oh, you'll know if God is listening. Because, see, when you still go to God with a true and right heart, God will clean you. I wore my red shirt tonight. Now, don't worry about what's on the, the shirt, but if you do, God's mother name was Mary. I'm a saint of the Lord. We're going to break it down. This represents Nike. It say just do it. So you just, just represent the son of Mary and become a saint of God and just do it. Repent. Go to the Lord and say to him, God, I'm sorry. If you don't know what to say you're sorry about, just keep repeating your repentance every day because daily we repent. The word of God said we must pray and be prayerful always. We must pray. Talk to God every day. And you will start remembering some things because, see, as you remember it and you repent of them, God throw them into sin of seal forgiveness, never to remember no more. As long as you don't go back to your sin, go back to your sinful ways. But if you stumble, you can get before God and talk to God and say, Lord, I'm here again. God, I need your guidance. I need your instruction. I need your help. And while you're doing that, God is going to take care of what he needs to take care of. Follow his instructions. Wait for his conversation with you. Ask him to unstop your ears and clear out your head so that you will hear him. If you, like I say, in the situation as we started off where you need help from God, financial emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, whatever you need from God, trust in God, depend on him. Don't play. Don't play with God. We're in the seasons of our life right now. Every day, if you didn't know it, every day, every second, every minute, every hour of a day is a gift. The devil is going back and forth, so seeing who he may devour. Every time you look at the news of something, something's happening here, something's happening there, not just overseas or in other states, but in your city, your state, your neighborhood, your family. Better make sure you're on the right side with God. Better make sure you know if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I have my pen on tonight. I'm asking God to write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I thank you all for joining us on tonight. I want you all to remember the scriptures. I'll read them again before we end. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to say, I, I want to make sure I'm not in Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm. I shall not want to be left out. I shall not want to be overlooked. I shall not want to be unheard by God. I want him to hear me. Mm. I shall not want my prayers answered. I want God to answer.
Psalms 34 and 17 to 18. The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. If we're in trouble, the Lord hears you. Repent. He'll deliver you out of all your troubles. 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. If your heart is broken, give it to God. You can't fix it. You can't mend it. You don't even have the right band-aid. You can't glue it. You can't stitch it. You, you, you can't fix it. Give it to the fixer. God is the true heart fixer. Uh-huh. You thought you was the heart fixer, but God is the true heart fixer. Psalm 73 and 26. My flesh and my heart tell it. For God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Back to the heart. Give God your heart. Let God be the one who strengthens your heart. Nobody can strengthen the heart like Jesus. Nobody Nobody built the heart. God built the heart. Even if the doctor tried to give you a replacement heart, if God said it's not going to work, it's not going to work. I don't care where they get it from. Matthew 5 and 4, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Ain't nothing like being comforted by the Lord. When God comforts you, God keeps you. When God comforts you, God restores you. When God comforts you, God rebuilds you. When God comforts you, God refreshes you. When God comforts you, God brings you forth. He brings everything you need forth. When God comforts you, you shall not want. Ah. When God comforts you. When you know that everything you've done, you've done because you turn your life over to God. You switch partners. You're no longer working for him down there, but you're working for the Lord and the almighty God upstairs. You know, people say he upstairs, not upstairs like a a second-floor apartment of taking the elevator up, upstairs in the heart of God. And the stairs you've taken up, you're going from down here to up here. It's like you're taking a different step trying to reach the kingdom. That's why our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek God and his righteousness, he adds on the ability to the ability to the ability to the ability, where you have the ability to say, I don't care what they stand over there, they're doing, that's not me no more. I don't care what they're saying over there, they're doing. I don't want that no more. I don't care what they're doing over there. I don't miss it to the point I got to go back and get some of it. I don't. When I told you when I got saved, I was having the time of my life. I thought. I was having so much fun, I thought. But one thing I did here, God said, 
I'm knocking at the door of your heart. But I knew then if I didn't answer, I don't know what would have happened to me. I don't know if I would be still here in the land of the living. I don't know if I would still be in my right mind. But that night, that day that God called me, I knew. See, sometimes we go through circumstances and situations that we know that God is calling us, whether it's the loss of someone, because sometimes God has to move things and situations out of our life for him to get to our full attention. Y'all act like y'all don't hear me if you want to. But it's okay. I don't want to lose another family member without knowing God saved them. Somebody's going to touch them. thank God. I thank God. I thank God that we don't mourn like others. But if God be for you, he's more than the world against you. On tonight, people, who are you putting your trust in? The insurance company? Those ones that said, I got you, but you know they have a history of playing what they're saying. All right, now, let's trust God. Again, thank you all for joining us on tonight. The lines are open on Facebook for you to type in whatever you want to type in. The lines are open on Blog Talk for you to speak. If you would like to, you can speak now. The lines are open. Go ahead, please. Just want to say God is faithful and be ready, be ready, be ready. Don't get ready. Don't wake up. Do whatever, but be ready because God is faithful and he wants us to be faithful. So God, begin the faithfulness with me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Apostle Elect. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay, we thank you all for taking the time out whether in the archives you listen to the program on tonight, September the 22nd, 2023, the day after my dad's birthday, who was going on to be with the Lord. I thank God. I was, me and my sister was laughing about it. Um, I would love to just hear him say when he would call us, he would always call each one of us by the wrong name. And then when we say, I ain't such and such, he'd say, you know what I mean. You know which one I'm calling. I'm calling you. Or he would say, uh-ruh, uh uh If I could just hear him say that one more time, but just to look in the mirror and say it, I can hear him in my my ears. I can see him saying it in my mind. I can remember. I thank God for that. I thank God for having me having a dad. We may not always understood what he did, but our father was a true father. I thank God that he took care of our house. He took care of our mom. He took care of my and my siblings. I thank God. We never was hungry. We never was on the streets. We never was cold. Whenever we asked him to use his car, he made sure we had a way to go. And he made sure we knew how to drive. 
I thank God for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, you'll get to hear our very own apostle, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, speak to us with what the Lord has given her to share. If you come back on Monday evening at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is the fourth Monday you will hear from our very own Minister Ron Montgomery, Evangelist Tony Montgomery, and myself, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. We will be speaking to you about God's way of the family, what God meant by the family, whether he's talking biblically about the mother and father, husband, wife, the children, but God, we will talk about what God means in the natural as well as in the spirit realm. If you come back on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear me again, Mr. Sylvia Kaiser, sharing with you all what God has put in my heart to share with you all. I would like for you all to keep my family in your prayers. Um, tomorrow we will be saying goodnight to my cousin, George Smith Sr. God has blessed them with many, many years. I thank God for knowing that Bub knows God. That's his nickname that we call him, Bub. And I want you to pray for his family. He's gone on to be with his wife that also passed away earlier this year, Orla Smith. And he leaves uh, three sons and a daughter, grandchildren, son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. I thank God for the life that he lived before us. I thank God for that. Continue to pray for my cousin, Rosemary Seabury, on the loss of her oldest son. Please continue to pray for my cousin, Margo McCord, Minister Margo McCord, that is going through um, God's miracle signs, God's wonderful work, what God is doing with and in her life. We thank God for what he has done. Nobody but he. Nobody but he. Thank God for that. We thank God for her to be able to come back and give us her testimony, what God has done. We thank God for that. I want you all to know that the Bell family needs your prayers on tonight also. I want you all to know that God don't change. It's us. We the ones have to change. God is still God. Today, yesterday, tomorrow, forevermore. He's going to be holy every single day of our life. A day with God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day with God. So no matter what God do, he's going to be the same. His requirements don't change with the weather or change with the season or change with what society says. God's word is in print. Get in it. Apply it to your life and watch how things change. I didn't say you be like a marking 
bird. You mark me, I mark you. No. Ask God for your ministry. Ask God for what you have to do. And you do it the way God says to do it. Ask him to help you. Everybody is not a singing preacher or teacher or pastor. Everybody does not know how to do all things. Jesus had 12 disciples. He paired them up so that his word and his work would come out balanced. Don't be scared to share with somebody that might not win a soul. And don't be scared to accept what somebody tells you. You know what? I'm going to pray. I thank God for having you be honest with me. You know how many times my sister had to say to me, oh, I don't think Jesus would do that. What do you think Jesus would do? You think God would be pleased with that? And I had to stop and think, well, I felt, she said, see, that's the problem. You feel it. Ask God what you should have did or what you should do concerning that matter. And once I did that, I had to go and say, you're right. Thank you. Because God is doing a new thing in me. Every day. Every day. Every day. I want you all to know something. You don't get it perfect. You won't get it perfect because you're not perfect. You won't get it where you don't make no mistakes. Yeah, you will. You're human. But you can always repent. Repent daily. Our foundational scripture again, Matthew 6 and 33, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I pray that something was said on tonight that would help somebody. I pray that something was said on tonight that somebody would use to help somebody. And if you know somebody that needs help, please, please give them some time. If you can do nothing but pray, don't let nobody guilt trip you into anything. But pray and ask God to lead and guide you. Good night, everyone.